All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, April 10th. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, what a Easter weekend this was. The box office has risen, and uh, he has come, and he is good. And I think it is time, Clayton, that you give us a special Easter plow for the weekend of Friday, April 7th. Yeah, hold on. Let me pull it up. I had it. All right. I mean, do you want me you to go. do the plows? Since, no. Since, I you know, it. this is highlighted by one of my people, by Mario. Do you, do you feel you're up to representing? I, I, I think I can handle uh, it. I think I should handle it. Okay, so if you could give us a plow for the Easter weekend, the Mario weekend... Of Friday, April 7th. Number one, the Super Mario Brothers movie made $146.3 million in its three-day opening. It, in its five-day, made $204.6 million. Number two, John Wick Chapter 4 made $14.6 million, down 48%. It lost 248 theaters. It is now at $147 million in its third weekend. Number three, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves made $14.5 million in its three-day weekend, down 61% added a theater. It's now standing at $62.2 million after two weekends. Number four, Air made $14.4 million in its three-day, and then 20.2 in its five-day for a total gross of the same, 20.2 in its first weekend. Then number five, Scream 6, made $3.3 million, down 38%. It's hemorrhaging theaters, though, minus 730, but it is at $103.8 million in its fifth weekend that is your top five all right clayton do we do we i think we just get right into the big story this weekend because i can't wait a second longer to talk about this little his only son he is the son who has risen and he made us proud this weekend as an italian american i have to say it mario did right by us he made us proud. We got we got to talk these Super Mario Brothers. Okay, I thought we were going to talk number six, his only son, which continued to make Buffa Bobo three point two million dollars. It's at eleven million dollars. His only son. I mean, good. I mean, come on, Angel Studios is killing it. I think that's that on Easter weekend. Listen, I think that's the headline. I think even God Himself would right now say the only son that you could talk about is the son of a plumber is Mario and Luigi. We're talking, it's not his only son. There's two sons we got to talk about. We got to talk about. Well, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. You're you're giving Mario a lot of shine here. Luigi is part of this. It's not just the Mario movie. It's the Super Mario Brothers movie. Sure, but it is a pair of brothers that, take the name of the first name of one of the brothers that is uh, i th- that shows you who's boss 
you know that there that is not their last name. The, the 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 one brother is so definitively the the alpha that Luigi also goes by his other brother's first name. He knows. Yeah, he knows that, who the draw that, is. That is a crazy dynamic when you think. But about when it. you see them together, it makes sense. And, and yeah. I think, listen, L- Luigi doesn't care what you call them because right now they're the top of the box office. So Luigi's happy. He ain't complaining. Yes. Third biggest opening for an Easter three day ever. Wow. Behind Furious 7, mm-hmm. which only beat it by a million. Okay. And then Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, which opened to 166, which its total gross was 330 mm-hmm. domestic. I mean, at this point, Mario Brothers is going to blow past that. Listen, we got to give him capital H him credit because Scott Mendelson, the him I'm talking yeah. about, he called this, I think, last year. I think it was the end of mm-hmm. last year. We were talking Avatar to the Way of Water w- with Scott Mendelson and looking ahead a little bit to this year. As Scott Mendelson said, Super Mario Brothers could be the biggest movie of the year. He he called this a billion-dollar baby months and months ago, and mm-hmm. he is going to be right. This movie is a monster. This may be the biggest movie of the year. We may be seeing right now the Avatar, the three Spider-Mens of this year, and it is not a Marvel character. It is the Super Mario Brothers. I mean, this is gigantic, biggest Illumination movie ever, $204 million five-day. Um, I got to give myself a little pat on the back here um, while also admitting that I undershot this. I predicted on our weekend preview episode that this would do 132 for the three day and 170 for the five day. And it did 146 and 204. That yeah. I had the highest of our predictions and still undershot uh, this five day by $30 million. This five day was uh, uh, bananas, bananas. Yeah, I think this is a a game changer in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I think this definitely is the last movie that I'm going to be sort of modest about because people are – and we've been saying this since, God, how how long ago? You know, months and months. Months and months. That people are back going to the theater. Mm Mm-hmm. It's healthy. It's strong. It just needed product. Yep. And this was the product that they wanted. Yep. It was the perfect storm. It was Easter weekend. It was kids on spring break. Mm-hmm. It was people w- wanting to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. And that's what made this movie as big as it was. And a unprecedented amount of just i ip knowledge like knowing that mario is a thing and exists and is now in the theater yes i mean we've talked about it this is an ip where the fandom expends from ex, uh extends from five to probably 75 i mean the mm-hmm. the the demo that i forgot that you have to even toss in here is the parents of kids from the 80s who watched their kids play Mario incessantly 
for years and years. They're at least aware of Mario. And I don't think that mm-hmm. means that your current 80-year-old was rushing out to see the Super Mario Brothers movie on their of their own volition, but they were willing to be dragged to it by grandchildren, you know, because yeah. they were at least aware of this thing. So mm-hmm. the awareness of Mario, honestly, it extends to every human being that is alive. I think we are close to Mario having complete human human awareness. Mm-hmm. There, there is like who would you who would you say rivals him at this point? I mean, you've got Logan Paul, of course, right. but other than that, is there anybody that blankets society in the world the way Mario does right now? I mean, let's just say it: Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, yeah, Jesus Christ is known. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I would say, has full brand awareness through all age groups, through all demos. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus Christ is an IP that from 5 to 85, you are, if whether you're a fan or not, you are aware of the IP. But I think Mm -hmm. Mario, and he showed it this Easter weekend because... This year, Easter 2023, it was Mario's weekend. And Mario showed mm-hmm. that much like Jesus Christ, he has full brand awareness. Well, there's also, in a more modest way, another Christ-like figure who did very well this weekend. We'll get to that. Yes. Another another icon that has full penetration. And in yeah. the way Jesus has full market penetration and the way that Mario has clearly has full market penetration. Yeah, this this weekend, this Easter weekend, was the weekend of iconic figures. Now, can we just do demos really fast oh, here? Oh, dude, the, the demo god is about to speak. So moviegoers were guys at 60%. So this skewed heavily male. Mm-hmm. 62% between 18 and 34. Mm-hmm. With the largest quad being 18 to 24 at 33%. Okay, so here's the thing. The, the This isn't just kid kids. Right. I mean, this is the prime demo. Right. Right? 18 to 34 is the prime demo. Yep. Now, diversity demos, Latino and Hispanic audiences at 41%. Wow. Caucasian at 30, black at 15, and Asian at 14. Wow. That to me is shocking. That is shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, depending on how, uh, uh, you know, we're counting the demos, I would assume Italians are counted within Caucasian. I would love to have seen the Mm. further breakdown of that Caucasian 30%. Because I think probably 80% of that 30% was Italians. Well, uh, okay. Right? I, w- I would. You would know better than me. You would know better I, than I, me. I, I would think so. I mean, I listen, okay. I saw this film. And we're not critics, huh? But huh. I saw this film. Great film. And a great portrayal of the Italian-American experience by Mario, by Luigi, Chris Pratt, whatever people want to say about him, you know, whatever corners he's, he's not beloved. He did the work. He went out 
and he went to the pizzerias and he he cupped his ear and he listened to the people speak and he got it. Chris Pratt did a great job. Job Charlie Day did a great job as Luigi. Sebastian Maniscalco, of course, brought the authenticity. I think he played the dad. I'm not totally sure, but that would have made sense. They did a great job representing Italian-Americans in the Super Mario Brothers. And, I mean, just based on box office, Mario now is the biggest Italian-American box office character of all time. It is not, you know... Uh, Vito Corleone of The Godfather. And that movie was a box office sensation in its day. But Mm -hmm. The Godfather is no Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers is the king of Italian cinema. Now, you mentioned Chris Pratt. I did. And he's a guy who's been vilified online. Uh Uh-huh. Now, does this vindicate him in a way where... I don't think his voicing this character would have been detrimental to its success unless the movie was terrible and then people would just pile on him. Mm-hmm. But people seem to enjoy the movie. People, not critics, huh, huh? Huh. but it doesn't matter what the critics say. A plus cinema score, right? Right. Yep. So this is a guy who continues to have success in franchises. Mm-hmm. He struggles in original IP and things like that, but most stars do. Right. So can we say Chris Pratt is still A-list? Yes. Still a movie star? Yes. And listen, this is a franchise now. Mm -hmm. The guy's going to have a franchise a la Shrek, mm-hmm. a la this could be, I mean, uh, Nintendo could be the MCU. We don't know where it goes from here. Oh, I think we're getting but, an, an NCU. That is the next, the next 10 years of box office will be NCU centric. He will have continued success. And, you know, it, it, there's going to be a lot of people out there that aren't going to be happy about it, but it's just the facts. Yes. This guy is not going anywhere. And he brings it. Yes, yes. Listen, I spoke to, I, I saw this film uh, with our good friend, friend of the show, future guest, past guest, Aaron Rose Foley Chan. And we mm-hmm. saw this film together. We were talking Chris Pratt afterwards. And yeah, listen, we both came to the consensus, Chris Pratt is never going to play a lawyer. You know, he's he is not going to do his The Judge the way Robert Downey Jr. did. He's never going mm-hmm. to water the effing hydrangeas. You know, Chris Pratt yeah. is going to play super soldiers and he's going to play dinosaur hunters and he's going to play iconic IP. He's not doing a mid nineties law thriller and mm-hmm. he doesn't have, he can't do that. He's possibly not a good actor in any way, but it doesn't matter because he knows how to be a movie star in big IP-driven star vehicles in a way that mm-hmm. I think exceeds any other Chris. I think w- part of what he did this weekend is he fully put his boot on the throats of the other Chris's and reaffirmed his dominance as the box office Chris. I, I can't mm-hmm. see where there is any doubt anymore. And we love Chris no. Pine, and Chris Pine is... 
had a great couple of weeks with this Dungeons and Dragons movie. Everyone likes it. It's doing well. But he looks up and he sees Chris Pratt's gigantic Mario boot just coming down on him. That is the fact. Yeah. And and let's just briefly, because we still want to talk Mario, but this Dungeons and Dragons movie dropping 61% over the weekend. It makes sense because when you look at the demos for Mario, 18 to 34, that is the bread and butter for this D&D movie. Yeah. That was that what it was aimed for. And listen, it was a hard slot. They they were in a hard slot because they were coming out right between John Wick 4 and Mario. Mm-hmm. But you had to put this movie out sometime. Yes. Dungeons and yes. Dragons, right? And I think that it's doing okay. I think it's going to bounce back next weekend. I agree. In a way. I think it'll still it'll, stabilize. But, you know, I'm still feeling that, you know, when Anthony D'Alessandro, D is for do go to the movies. Yeah. When he mentioned Power Rangers as a comp for Dungeons and Dragons, I'm still scared that this movie is not going to start a franchise. I think it may be a one and done, unfortunately. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I think but it has the, a good chance to stabilize. I mean, we'll talk about this on our weekend preview episode in a few days. I think the movie that could really get steamrolled here is going to be Redfield. So we'll talk about that in the weekend preview. Mm. I think Dungeons and Dragons... You look at the month of April, if Renfield doesn't eat up the box office, which I don't think it will, but we'll talk about that in the weekend preview, I think Dungeons & Dragons has a really good chance to to stabilize. Super Mario Brothers was always going to just come in here and take up all the oxygen, especially when it comes to the kids' space. And like we saw, it's not just about the kids' space with Mario. Adults were seeing it, you know, that Anthony D'Alessandro mentions in his write-up that this movie played pretty equally across all the time, the day periods. You know, this was not just a movie that did all its business, you know, before 5 p.m. because it was a kid's flick. It did a quarter of its business after 7 o'clock. You know, I went to a a Saturday night at 9 p.m. screening that was pretty full and had just one six-year-old and beyond that it was all adults you know the the Mm -hmm. super mario brothers movie just took up all of the pun fully intended because everything i do on the show is intended took up all of the air this weekend now was that six-year-old with a parent or guardian that six-year-old was with an adult who i assume was a legal guardian or at least given movie taking privileges by whoever the legal guardian was okay so that's what i assume i did not investigate further i was focused on the trailers um and just a little trailer report these were the trailers ahead of mario it was the barbie movie which looks fantastic Mm -hmm. a new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie uh, produced by Seth. Is that Rogen. animated? Animated film produced by Seth Rogen. Okay. So the Michael Bay era is over. Though the second Michael Bay movie was great, and yes. a new Transformers movie. So it is fully confirmed that movie studios are run by people who were five year olds in the nineteen eighties. That is full confirmation. Um, yeah. Um. I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to get into it with the Barbie movie trailer, but um, 
Yeah, I don't agree. Uh, how was the reaction to it? Laughs. Okay, yeah. well, good for them. Yeah, and we now have a new thing that Clayton is against. So moving on. I'm not against. I just moving on. Trailer, Here's what I, I want to talk about, Clayton. Oh boy. I want to talk about yeah. the promotional partners for this Super Mario Brothers movie. Can we talk uh, campaign? Because sure, this was a fantastic sure. campaign, and I love when movie studios partner with other brands to amplify the message. That is a thing in life that I uh, I find very endearing, and I, I love how it helps the box office and it helps the promotional partners. So mm-hmm. the trailer dropped uh, in March 10th uh, uh, a year ago. Well, wait, the third trailer dropped this past March. The cast promoted the show on the Kelly Clarkson show. That was great. I haven't seen that, but I imagine that was fantastic. And then the cast sang the Mario theme song as part of the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. That I did see. I saw that as a viral clip, and it was the cast of the movie singing the they they sang the song, and that was huge. Uh, but that song doesn't have lyrics, right? It doesn't, but I think if you sing the if you sing the instrumentals, it still counts as singing. I think okay. I think that falls under the category of singing. So that was huge. So uh there were in-game displays for the movie on kid games such as Roblox, Minecraft, and of course, Clayton, say it with me, Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh, Mar- Fortnite. Mario Brothers was uh within Fortnite. So now the Mario Brothers did not have an automobile partner, you know, and usually you got to have an automobile partner to become a global phenomenon. That's key. And Mario Brothers, they went out there without an automobile partner and they still pulled it off. Why? Because they had a partnership with Shake Shack. The Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers, they took over a Shake Shack location in New York City's Dumbo. Clayton, did you by any chance visit the super Mario brothers theme shake shack on any of your long walks into Dumbo. No, it's shocking that I didn't notice it mm-hmm. because I've been there several times, not to the actual restaurant, but past it, they may not have done a good job of putting anything on the outside. It might've all been internal, all internal I, as they say. I mean, you also may have been lost in thought, you know, you may have been particularly internal when you passed it because, I mean, there were, according to uh, this write-up, there was film branding inside and outside of the Shake Shack. All right. There were specialty food items, giveaways, and photo opportunities with a question mark block. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers plumbing van was there. There was a Mario Kart, which I imagine the van and the Mario Kart we're outside. So I think this is on you. You may have been in deep, deep thought, but you did in fact pass a Mario Kart. Wow, that's shocking. Yeah. yeah, that's shocking that I did not notice a Mario Kart, a full Mario Kart outside. Um, did you happen to, and I do think this is possible, that you were so deep in thought that you walked by the press event held on March 30th, uh, hosted by Chance the Rapper outside of the Shake Shack in which they introduce their shroom burger. You know, of course, Super Mario Brothers heavily features the mushroom 
So their promotional partner, Shake Shack, introduced the Shroom Burger. Did you possibly walk right by a press conference hosted by Chance the Rapper outside of the Shake Shack? That's, I mean, I probably would have avoided that. Okay. Okay. Um, so I might not have clocked it as a as a press event. I might have just seen it as a mass of people and just got, gone the other way. Right. You may have seen it as a rap concert that you had no interest in, not realizing it was part of the Super Mario Brothers, the movie promotional campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mexico, Mario partnered with 7-Eleven, taking over again inside and outside of stores in Monterey and Mexico City. And uh, the larger 7-Eleven program included in-store signage across 1,800 7-Eleven stores. So that helped them, I think, of course, in Mexico. And maybe that the word of that 7-Eleven Mexico takeover maybe does make its way to the States and help with what we saw, which was a huge overperformance in the Hispanic and uh, Latino demo. You know, the 7-Eleven takeover in Mexico, maybe the word got out, helped goose the numbers even here in the States. Um, that is always the hope, is that these these brand partnerships will travel worldwide. Uh, we also, Super Mario Brothers had a cosmetic line partnership with Lush Cosmetics, including Princess Peach Body Spray and Mario and Luigi Shower Gels and a mystery question block bath bomb. So you don't even know what that smell will be. But people mm-hmm. gobbled it up. So the Lush Cosmetics uh, partnership was huge. Hot Sauce Truff got into the action with a Super Mario Brothers sauce collection. Um, and Mario got the hottest of the sauces, which I think makes a lot of sense. And Universal was featuring the uh, commercial through all of their empire, including a co-branded Xfinity 10G campaign i love to see that i love when 10g gets involved in the promotions and of course universal theme parks across the globe attendees were treated to a mario kart photo op spot on the studio tour tram retail merchandise there's a today show segment peacock ad takeover of every illumination film on the platform custom mario day 15 spots across all nbcu cable networks Clayton, that is your promotional partnership report. The short of it is that Mario was everywhere and Mario was with every brand this past, these last couple of weeks. Incredible promotional takeover. Well, it worked because it's by far the biggest opening for a video game movie ever. Yes. Yes. I mean, it it destroyed our beloved Sonic, Mm -hmm. which I mean, but that. I think competition is good. Oh, and yeah. so Sonic's just going to up his game now. Exactly. Sonic three will be bigger than ever because Mario br- elevated the entire video game movie genre. And I think Mario did some major damage to the superhero movie genre. Cause it, Mario really showed it's all about the video games now, baby. It is not about the caped crusaders. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, this is sort of like the Batman of 
video game movies, right? Mm. Because Batman was one of those characters that was known all over the place, was a a iconic character that had never had an iteration that really kind of had its actual essence. I mean, you had the Batman TV show in the 60s, which was a kitschy hit. Mm-hmm. And you had serials and all those different things. But when the 1989 Batman movie came out, mm-hmm. people went gaga for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that Mario is that sort of iconic figure in video gaming and really is going to kick off a new era of video game movies that are more just uh, about the actual games. Like they're, they're more for the fans Mm -hmm. in a way that other video game movies have tried to be adaptations of concepts to get moviegoers to like them regular moviegoers now it's like there's enough gamers out there that you just make it for gamers right i mean this is a movie for gamers and that's fine you couldn't do that in 1993 when the original mario movie came out if you said no no it doesn't matter if regular people go see this movie this is for the gamers ftg right the execs would have been like what are you talking about gamer what does that even mean what does that mean yeah what, why are you, why like, are you saying say, to me, what if Venom was a gamer? Why are you telling me that in 1993? It would have made no sense. But if, if I went onto the street and I talked and I accosted an old lady and I was like, name a gamer in your life, she probably would say, well, my grandson, mm-hmm. my son, mm-hmm. my husband, yep. my father was a gamer. Yep. You know what that old lady right? would say? She would say, I'm a gamer. I'm, I'm naming a gamer. me. Because I'm a gamer. Me. Yeah. I'm a gamer. Yeah. 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 That would be powerful words from that old lady on the street. So listen, the Super Mario Brothers movie, gigantic hit, incredible representation of my people, Italian-Americans, of Brooklyn. I think it did Brooklyn proud. And it's going to – it is the greatest sign we've ever had that the video game movies are what's going to take over the box office for the next decade plus. So this is a historic, historic Easter weekend, maybe one of the most important Easter weekends since the original Easter. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I do think that this is a positive sign for IPs that can be, made into films mm. successfully. Yeah. This is a road forward for video games in a way that I mean I think Sonic is still a vestige of the old way of doing things where it's like we got to put them in the real world and we got to do this and we got to do that and it's like Mario pro- proved that it's like no just make it the freaking game. Yeah, although listen, like, there's there's nothing we could say that Sonic did wrong when you look at the box office numbers for those two movies. No, no, because but what they, I'm saying, they you fixed agree the with teeth. That- they fixed the teeth. I think in 1993, here's a difference: the Sonic movie goes with the original gnarly looking Sonic that we saw in those, you know, those year out trailers, 
And instead, in modern day, they fixed the teeth. They made them look like the game and they got the positive box office results. So I think I would say that was a step in the right direction. I mean, it was a it was a uh, it, it it was. Uh, what was I going to say? I mean, it's it's primordial. It's it's one of those things where the Sonic movie paved the way for Mario. Yeah, right. Sonic By ran so that like Mario that. could jump. Yes, yeah. yes. So let's stay on this topic of IP and presenting IP at the box office and the IP that also did very well in its opening weekend on a different level, of course was the Air Jordan sneakers in Ben Affleck's directorial effort Air starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Chris Messina. This movie did, as I predicted on this show, I mean, I pretty much nailed it. I said this movie could do 2021 House of Gucci numbers in that it would mm-hmm. do around a $14 million three-day, and I think I said $22 million five-day um, which is what House of Gucci did. This movie did air did fourteen point four million for the three day, twenty million dollars for the five day. Listen, I think this is a best case scenario. And forget budgets, huh? None of that matters on this movie. This movie yeah. was originally slated to go streaming only, and then Amazon made the great decision. Thank you, Amazon, for putting this out in a wide, heavily promoted theatrical release and it did a 20 million dollar five-day opening weekend for a movie where it's just actors talking to each other so it's a success i think the project of opening this movie was a success so do you want to hear what i have to say here sure about amazon let you know what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute my mic right now, so I don't even have a chance to. No, 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 no. You you are not gonna want to mute your mic, Pat. Okay. You're not gonna want to mute your mic. Let's hear this. Okay? Let's hear it. Good on you, Amazon, for putting this movie in the theater, right? Because this was not a given. This was not a threequel of a huge franchise. Okay. This was like you said. An adult skewing film that is people talking, okay? That is a bold move. And I know, listen, you had Ben Affleck in it. You had Matt Damon. They are stars. But they're not stars the way Iron Man's a star. They're not stars the way that Mario is a star, right? So you had to have a little faith in this movie and these people to put this movie in theaters. And guess what? It paid off. And good on you, Amazon, for doing that, for being bold enough to put this movie into theaters. And the great thing about this film is that it was counter-programming, which hasn't worked in a long time, but is now working because so many people are going to the theater. Wow. Wow. Clayton, I applaud you because you know what you did just now? You used the carrot and not the stick. And I think that yeah. is fantastic. Uh, I, of course, agree with you. Great job, Amazon, putting this in theaters and giving it a real promotional campaign. This was not yes. Netflix dumping one of their movies into 300 theaters and never airing a single TV commercial for. It. I mean, Air 
was promoted like a real movie. And that is the reason why it got to 20 million. You couldn't just casually put this in movie theaters and not tell anyone about it because it would have opened to $2 million. It would have cried macho if it didn't have a real marketing campaign. And Amazon did that. Um, And that's the difference between Amazon right now, at least in this specific case, we'll see going forward. mm -hmm. They should learn from this, Mm -hmm. that that is what makes a movie successful. Also being good, but Warner brothers, just putting Matt, like farting magic Mike into theaters and, um, a house party and not promoting it. I mean, Evil Dead Rise or Evil Dead Rising, right? That's gonna be that's gonna be the test. Mm-hmm. They need to shove that movie down people's throats, and if they don't do it, then they're a worse studio than Amazon. Right the, now, the Warner Brothers, a classic, uh, that shield mm-hmm. that says quality. Mm-hmm is getting beat out by a fucking smiley face that sends you toilet paper in the mail. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so that's, that's the thing is that that's going to be the test. And Amazon passed this test this, this time because they knew they had something and they sent it out to everybody. Yep. Uh, I saw this film as well this weekend. This was a huge Mm -hmm. weekend for me. I saw this on Friday night with my wife. Uh, so I saw two different movies with two different errands this weekend. So that that's what I nice. was up to. And, Gotta spread it around. And I saw Air with my wife, Aaron, on Friday night in a packed, packed Nighthawk in Brooklyn. And the crowd ate air up. Everything worked. Mm-hmm. This is a crowd pleaser. This is a, and we're not critics, huh? But in terms huh. of how this will help the box office, the fact that this movie is good and the fact that this movie is fun, which is what hits have to be these days. You know, this was yes. not the gloomy version of air. This was not wallowing in the tragic elements of Michael Jordan's life. This was a fun movie mm-hmm. about guys trying to sell a sneaker and they were had a, a ton of personality. Ben Affleck was hilarious in this movie. Matt Damon did the every man thing that every man and every woman loves and the crowd loved this movie. I think air is going to have a really good chance to build off of this $20 million opening weekend. Is this going to be a hundred million dollar movie? No, of course not. Huh? But I will predict right now house of Gucci made 53.7 million dollars in its total domestic run back in 2021 and that was at a time when it had different things going for it and against it. You know, for it, it was a time when way less movies were out there, so it had less competition. Against it, it was still at a point when COVID was causing people to stay home from the movie theater. But I think Air will do more than the $53 million that House of Gucci did. That's my prediction. I think Air is such a good enjoyable fun film with movie star performances it could get to 60 million dollars that that's where i'm at on this film i think this is a great start for air nice and and here's some demos here 57 percent guys 
49 of uh percent of those between 18 and 34. Mm-hmm. The largest demo was 25 to 34 at 27%. Yep. So still young, but not the youngest. Yep. Yep. Diversity demos, 49% Caucasian, 23% Latino, Hispanic, 14% black, and 14% Asian. So Latino and Hispanic community came out this weekend. Huge weekend for them. And they were having a ball at the theater, which you love to see. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I also – this is the movie of all the movies that I have not seen a movie in a while because I have had DCEU flu, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was documented on this podcast. And it kind of lingered longer than it should have. So I really wasn't going to the theater but I'm making an appointment to gulp some air. Wow. And I think that's really going to make me feel better. That's the thing that's going to make me feel like the Clayton I used to be. Yes. 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 I, I think this is the perfect prescription for people suffering with the DCU flu because air is an original film. The sneaker itself is IP, but the film isn't based on anything. It's an original film. It's it's just people talking. It's, you know, movie stars like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Jason Bateman and Chris Messina just going at it, having a good time. And listen, and cannot forget Viola Davis, I think, added so much to this movie. And you got to give it to Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player of all time. And before he would okay this movie being made, He told Ben Affleck he wanted Viola Davis to play his mother. And Mm -hmm. that is, this is a man who's the greatest basketball player ever. And he's got box office prowess as well. Because Viola Davis coming off of the Woman King definitely added a lot to air, both on screen and at the box office. So great job out of Michael Jordan with the casting of this film. Yeah. And listen, this could be an awards play. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So if this is a movie that gets Oscar nom nom noms, and listen, I don't know what else is going to be out, and I, I, you know, it's a little early for this, but if this movie, it's already made twenty million dollars, which is more than most Best Picture winners in the last few years. I mean, other than Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. this movie makes sixty million dollars. I mean, you could have a hit movie that wins best picture two years running. Yes. Right. Yes. Which is a rarity. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also conjecture prognosticating, not going to happen probably, but I mean, to have a movie that probably has a little bit of awards bonafide, actually having people going to see it in the theater. That's a world I want to live in. Yes. Yes. No, this was a great weekend at the box office. Again, I think this is, one of the most important Easter weekends we have had since the original Easter between this Mario Mm -hmm. opening and air overperforming in the five day, uh, great historic Easter. I think this is what Easter should always be about, which is Mm overperformance at the domestic box office. And you know what? Why not make Easter the Nintendo weekend Mm. why not stake claim to this and say this is the weekend we put out the nintendo movie 
whatever it's going to be, if it's going to be Mario Brothers 2, it's going to be Donkey Kong Country, it's going to be Yoshi's Dream or whatever, or Kirby's Dream, one of them dreams, I remember. This should be the weekend. Okay. Every other year, you got a Nintendo movie coming out Easter. Yeah, I could see that. I would love for Mario to claim that weekend. I mean, I think that the Nintendo Cinematic Universe is for sure going to happen. You're going to get mm-hmm. Mario spinoffs. You're going to get The Legend of Zelda. You're going to get Metroid, so on and so forth. I think Castlevania is primed to be uh, to be Baffa Bio. Uh, but, you know, you look at the original start of the MCU franchise. You know, Iron Man came out in May 2008. Then that Incredible Hulk movie that everyone forgets came out a few months later. Then it wasn't until Iron Man 2, two years later in 2010. Then Thor 2011. So it takes a while. You know, Mario was the Iron Man here. Mario was the one where if it works, they'll make more. If it bombed, then it would have been a non-starter. And so now Mm -hmm. I'm sure they are revving up the next batch of NCU, Nintendo Cinematic Universe movies. So you probably won't. You'll probably get a Mario Brothers movie in two or three years and then a Zelda movie a year after that. And then you're off to the races. So this is Mm -hmm. the start, but we might not see the next batch of movies for two, three, four years from now. That's true. You shouldn't put anything in the pipeline until you know that that pipeline is greased. Yes. Yes. And and as Mario does in his day job he fixed the pipes this weekend. So the pipeline is ready for the Nintendo Cinematic Universe, MCU. You know, it is time to take a step back and accept that The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers, Metroid, they are the new Avengers at the box office. Yeah. Now, can we really quickly really before quick. we go? Because mm-hmm. I do have a hard out. Yes. Clap for one of the films here in this top five. Okay. Scream 6 now has a domestic total of $103.8 million, officially making it the highest domestic grossing Scream film of all time. Wow. Beating the original. Wow. By eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow! All right. So can we get it? Can we clap? Let's clap. Okay. Okay. That was for you. I mean, that's so impressive. A a sixth film. Mm-hmm. In a franchise mm-hmm. without with only one of the original stars in it mm-hmm. is now the number one grossing domestically uh, like film of the franchise. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's 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 in good hands and the stars are there. So this who knows what the next one could do. Yeah. It's I'm- just. It's it's just nice to see this. I mean, Scream 6 and Creed 3 showed 
that it can be done, that the torch can be passed from an original character to a new beloved character over the course of a franchise. You know, Scream passed Mm -hmm. the torch to Jenny Ortega. Creed passed the torch from Stallone to Michael B. Jordan. It can be done. Let that be a lesson to you, Indiana Jones. That's a franchise that could not do that. You know, Indy 4 could not pass that torch from Harrison Ford to Shia LaBeouf. We will see Mm -hmm. in Indy 5 if it can successfully pass the torch from Indy, from Harrison Ford to Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think that can be done. I will be seeing that in theaters to see if that. No one will see an Indiana Jones movie starring Phoebe Waller Waller Bridge just on her own. I think we're going to find that out. I will 100% say that. We're going to find out if that torch can be passed this summer in the Dial of Destiny. It may be passing the torch of Indy to Phoebe Waller Bridge. We will find that out. Um, Clayton, I think we've done it. We definitely did it. So, of course, email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your boots on the ground reporting. What movies did you see this weekend? Uh, give us predictions. Does anyone have predictions for Renfield? We'll be talking about Renfield on the weekend preview episode. So get us your Renfield predictions in the next day or so at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com follow us on social media at the bo boys pod want to be owen turn christopher just killing it right now with the video clips he knows the moments that matter so follow us on the bo boys pod across social media and give us five star reviews five star ratings on apple podcasts that helps other want to be oh boys want to be oh girls want to be oh people people find the podcast so five star reviews are very important and i mean i think oh and of course uh watch and subscribe and like on youtube we are youtubers now pointing down down there is where you could smash that like button smash that subscribe button it is time for Mm. us to take our place next to logan paul as the premier youtubers in the world so Mm -hmm. follow the bo boys podcast on youtube and Clayton, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got, too. So I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except for, until next time. We'll we'll smell you at the the box office. Nailed it.